0: So, if you do good work, you actually don't see. You just walk past it. It's right. just perfect. Um, Everybody that, sees not. the you bad stuff, though, right? The bad stuff sticks out like <laughs> gold balls, as they say over here. Yep.
1: Wood floor pros, what is up, ATWF baby? Welcome back to All Things Wood Floor, where wood floor pros around the world come together and learn why the other trades only dream they could be this cool. I am Steve Diggins, your host, throwing out the red carpet and velvet ropes for you, our salient slingers of the screeds, our greatly appreciated wood floor Business Magazine readers and listeners who share your good humor and your wood flooring expertise on a regular basis. Set your tape measures and speed squares to metric, kids, because we're heading down under with our special guest, Greg Saglarski of Scribe Flooring in Brisbane, Australia. You want to meet a wood floor pro with rock star status? CG is the man. He is an artist, a technician, a master stair builder. And if you like awards, well, you better hustle there and get them first because he'll get there before you and he's got the hardware to back it up. A big wood floor business, ATWF, red, white, and blue. Welcome to Greg Zaglarski, Scribe Flooring, Brisbane, Australia. Wood floor pros around the world. Let's get to it. Welcome to All Things Wood Floor. I'm Steve Diggins. My guest today, Greg Siglarski. Greg, welcome. Howdy. You know, um, I've seen a lot of your stuff online, and uh, you know, I've been over just some of the things that you've written for Wood Floor Business Magazine, et cetera. Uh, my whole existence was just hardwood flooring install, sand finish, et cetera. You know, where I'm from you'd be lucky to do a border or get somebody to part with a dollar or two. It looks like from what I see of your work, you're in super high end installations.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we are. I don't know how we got there job after job after job. Like I get that, you know, you can do these crazy high end things occasionally, but we literally, you know, we just backed up with it. Um, And, uh it's cool um it's not a big earn. it's a decent earn, but you know the big money's in the in the munching it out stuff if that's if, that, if you understand what i'm saying you yeah know,
1: oh exactly uh,
0: munching it out you guys munch it out like munch out floors um
1: we call it grinding it out
0: yeah cool no worries
1: how'd you wind up in the flooring industry into this part of how yeah just in flooring in general
0: yeah yeah okay well uh i was yeah I wasn't in the industry at all or in any sort of like you know I was just a factory worker at one stage uh, um, and I wanted to improve my position and my brother-in-law was driving around in a company car as a rep and I went I'd like the look of that having a car so um, you know I started looking for a sales job and I found a job at a carpet shop this is in the late 90s so it's not that you know as far as know, all things things equal in what we're doing now. It's not that long ago. Um, And sort of quickly climbed the corporate ladder there to become the state timber manager. Um, And after that, bought a franchise in the same company. So the company had two legs, uh, a, a, a corporate leg and a franchise leg. So once you sort of wanted to move on. Anyway, bought a franchise, did that for a year or two. Sold the franchise once I realised that you didn't need a franchise to do what, you know, do, do flooring. Um, and the whole time I've had an affinity with timber, um, which is interesting because I actually hated wood or working with wood before that. Um, you know, I'd made like a, you know, a camper trailer out of steel and welding and I taught myself how to weld and you could always, like, if you can take too much out, you could always weld a bit more steel back in and grind it to make it look good where whenever I worked with timber and I took too much out, I was like, how stupid is this stuff? You can't add more stuff back in. And it was just annoying. Like fiberglass, you could do it. Plastic, you could do it. And steel, you could do it. But timber, So it would frustrate me. Um, but in the flooring game, got into floors and um, was selling it. So I've actually come from a sales background, not an installation background, which is also backwards. Um, a lot of things that I do, I suppose, are a bit different and backwards. Um, and one year, uh, I sold a job to a doctor in a penthouse down at a place called Gadda, which is a Gold Coast. Um, and she was going away at Christmas and New Year, and we were going to do the install. So I had a, a, a new installer booked in to do it. Um, and it took me about a billion phone calls to find somebody to do this job because it was you know, a few months out from Christmas and two weeks before the job he rang up and he said look i'm too busy i can't do it and i knew at that moment that we were never doing like we were never going to find anyone else to replace him so i bought a festival vacuum and a Ryobi drop saw and a nine inch grinder and you know i'd watched because of the because of where i was i actually had sold the franchise and i didn't have a store i was planning on opening a store but Everything was word of mouth, referral based, and you know I had a a yellow pages ad. You guys got yellow pages over there, yeah, yep. We, we did
1: pages
0: back ad. in the day. Yep, back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, um, I went, wow, I can do all of this out of a van. Don't need a don't need a shop front. And um, anyhow, uh, I used to be able to go on site and watch the installers work, and I'd watched them enough to go. I think I can do this with this uh, this penthouse and. She went for two weeks and it was a hundred because well, it was a thousand feet. Um, and usually like an installer, you know, with a floating floor, by the way, this is back, back in the day. Um, and that's when an installer could do hundred meters in a couple of days. Um, she left, handed me the keys. Um, two weeks later, she walked back in and I was just putting the last screw back into the, you know, hanging the door and it was done. And it was a great job. And, uh, you know, I'd made an extra few thousand dollars on it. And I went, hang on a sec, why do I need installers? And uh, I felt that I did a better job, um, much slower, um, but I suddenly doubled my income. Um, I was sitting around anyway because it wasn't like I was flat out all the time. And uh, that, was, that was sort of the 2001, 2002. So all, all of the whole, you know, where I went was only a four-year sort of period from getting into flooring to then installing and basically i've been installing floors since 2001 2002. The um, you start,
1: you know starting in backwards it, it's funny it's it's not backwards when you look at it like even here people will do as they begin by helping somebody saying to finish and install and then um they get good and they start their own company and then you go off and you go well, i'm gonna have a showroom and i'm gonna have this what's the first thing you realize after five ten years this was a lot of expense to do nothing and tell people, meet me on Saturday because I'm busy. And exactly what you said, no, just go out and get the work done, get your tools in order, and, and get moving. It's funny you say um, timber industry, and I read some of the things that you write online, and I had to pick up on quickly. In Australia, tim- timber industry is what we would say, the hardwood flooring industry, right? Here, timber is yeah. cut down pine trees and make planks out of it. That's, am I right yeah. there?
0: Yeah. yeah okay yeah yeah well, that's that's exactly right and that's you know like the you know one of, one of the differences um between us and you like you guys yell out timber when a tree falls down and um for us wood is like what you see on the forest floor or what you make up with so um, um what do you yell
1: when a tree falls down
0: uh timber oh it's still there right okay we still, yeah. we, we share that <laughs> one
1: it's funny that yeah, exactly. you got your Ryobi saw and your fest tool saw, which are, man, it took me a whole career to, to be able to afford those things. Those are, but those <laughs> are craftsman tools. Those are precision tools to do certain things. I was looking at some of the work that you did online, uh, like in, in Brisbane. That was, how did yeah. that, how'd that, that's an interesting project. It's a showroom. I looked at their showroom online and it's, it's so beautiful. Yeah. But what was the concept of going with the, they were ramping and and levels for the samples you could walk up onto those levels and look. Well, the the ramps are
0: obviously for accessibility. Um, Well, I wanted it up on a platform and then the ramps were basically for accessibility wheelchairs Um, and it just all worked. So uh, look, I, you know, it was designed by an architect, um, Tobias. Um, Can't think of his first name now, but uh, Tobias and Partners, but they are amazing. Um, and this was a whole concept by a guy called Richard Carso. Um, and he is just a guy's a genius, um, love him. Um, and he owns tongue and groove and he also owns a company called precision and, uh, you know, some other things as well. Um, and just a general good guy, like, and a good looking guy too. The guy's chiseled and fit and has a beautiful family. Like he's got it all going on. So all I need is another good
1: looking floor guy. You stay over there. Yeah having my own trouble <laughs> that that tongue and groove that tongue and groove that's the that company that you built that showroom for is that yes correct? yes yeah. okay
0: yeah
1: it's so, yeah the pictures online are beautiful do you yeah. find that with that you've you uh you've been here you've worked there obviously you've been back and forth are there a lot of differences between what we do not just in terminology but any other principles between what you do over there and what's done in the u.s
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, you guys will eventually catch up to us, oh, which sure. is going to be great. At some um,
1: point, sure.
0: <laughs> no, like, uh, I always like to have a dig at my American friends. I love <laughs> the place. I can't wait to come back. Um, but, you know, uh, you guys are really easy to rib. Um, so I will always do that. Um, but, you know, we, we, we deport people if they don't glue floors down. You guys, like, do it all the time. So... Yeah. Um, <laughs> clue, yeah. clue those uh,
1: floors you're out of here yeah
0: yeah exactly exactly no but we have like eucalypts which are pretty volatile yeah um and and if you don't full trail adhesive pick those things um they come up you know they'll they'll not stay down especially up here in queensland um which is you know you've got to imagine australia is like an upside down US and we're like Florida where we are. So oh. um, we get a lot of humidity fluctuations and a lot of temperature fluctuations as well. Um, and we have dry winters and humid summers. So you can imagine the timber, the wood, um, you know, is, and, and we don't have climate control here. So, so here we don't, we don't, you know, like I know, I, so some of the differences are, you know, I, I hear you guys talking about, you know, you walk away from a job if the, Um, we call it aircon. You call it HVAC. What do you? HVAC, yeah, heating,
1: venting, air conditioning, HVAC. Yeah,
0: yeah, HVAC. You guys like go and walk from a job if it hasn't been running for two weeks. Um, you know, we we go to jobs and we try to convince the client to turn it on so we're not cooking while we're actually laying the floor. Um, (laughs) we don't uh, have heat in New Hampshire. That's called July. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah, we were, we were doing a job at Noosa last week and we, me and the girl like walked through the, like through the, at the, at the beach and we like, you know, had our shorts on we were like walking through the ocean and it's winter here. So, um, and it was actually nice. You could have, you could have had a swim without a wet suit. So. Noosa
1: is in um, Queensland?
0: Queensland, Is that the yeah. su-
1: sun Coast? is it? Or the...
0: Sunshine Coast. So, Sunshine Coast. You know, you've got, you've got Australia up the top, which is like down the bottom for you guys. Um... You know, is where Queensland is. And you know, um and, and we'll touch on it soon, but like you Kim's know, always asking me about like things that can kill you in, in Australia, but it's <laughs> it's mostly Queensland, which is where I'm from, you know, the place that killed the crocodile hunter. Um I always say to people if it killed Steve, like what chance have you got? What but you um got? Good luck like, surviving uh, floor guy. Yeah, yeah. We got trees that'll kill you. Um so well, you said that uh, we Were got you... a bird.
1: Did you say yeah, Did you say eucalyptus when you were talking? Are you working with different species that cause difficulties? Because you mentioned adhesive, I was wondering if you, because everything here is red oak, white oak, and then other. But you must work with a yeah. lot of different species other than than that, correct? What's the What's the biggest
0: Yeah, look in Australia. Yes, there's there's um you got the eucalyptus and and there's guys. So so we also uh, there, there's there's sort of. A couple of different camps you know so there's your engineered and then there's your solid um and and you know like we like to do crazy things with high quality and i've got to stress the high quality um pre-finished and engineered floor so the tame groove it's an all oak structure and it's an oil floor so it's basically coated with wacker. it's it's not it's not your cheap sort of mass-produced crappy you know plywood core thing it's this stuff is heavy and it's stable and it's good. Um, and then you know, then there's the solids, and basically all the solids over here, most of them are the eucalypts. So the two common ones are black and spotted gum Um, there are a lot of others as well. Uh and um they're the ones that are volatile, and because it's solid as well, obviously, you need know, have got a lot more volatility there with a solid, as you know, I'm sure everyone who's listening to this understands. Um, so, so, you have to be careful. I think you know, like our our, our spotted gum or our we've we've also got a, a timber called iron bark, which um, I don't know if you've heard of that before. But um, you know, as a kid, if you've ever been riding a push bike and you hit an ironbark tree, you know you're you're taking chunks of your body it, out. It's like over. It's It's yeah, it's, it's bad. Um, but the iron bark tree, um, they use the. The wood of of the ironbark tree, basically for posts of saltwater piers that big ships dock to, it's that hard. So it's like I'm sorry, I'm going to talk metric here, but it's like 1,850 kilograms a cubic meter, which is up there with Brazilian cherry. Um, you know, for density. Uh, I spent a bit of time on a farm, and my brother in law used to always look for ironbarks for like corner posts of when he was like you know building a pat, building a, a fence for a you know twenty acre paddock. So it's something that you put in the ground and uh, would stay there for a hundred years without rotten sort of thing. So without any treatment. Is um, is Jara
1: a eucalyptus? Is that one of yours? Jarra is also
0: Jara. a eucalyptus, yeah. Okay. But it's um, it's only really I, I believe, like, you know, I'm not I'm not a super expert on this, but I believe that it's only in Perth or in WA. Um, it's a beautiful tree. Um okay. I've got a friend over there, <laughs> Richard, who um, he's huge on the Jarrah and he's, you know, he's huge in Perth and, um, you know, basically us being down under here and close to Asia, um, there's a lot of Asian countries that have similar trees and, uh, if not the same trees just growing over there. And, um, they call it like Pacific eucalypt or Pacific spotted gum or Pacific Jarrah. And basically they're just, you know, Indonesian versions or Indonesian looking uh, Indonesian grown trees that look the same um but yeah jarrah is a west coast tree and it's huge over in the west coast there as new and new zealand has got their own trees i don't know a lot of lot of and and tasmania also has a tree that is now i believe extinct called the human pine and um you know they'll they'll find uh an old you know pier or dock or something like that that's had a human pine and and it'll be worth millions of dollars, you know. And they harvest it, um, you know. But uh, uh, yeah, I, you might have to fact check me a bit there on that. But um, but there is there is species of trees around the country that are that are really local to there. So 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 Jarrah, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful timber. The first timber I actually put into my own house in a, in a, in an engineered. Um, but it's red and uh, it's got this really beautiful squiggle in the grain as well. Um, and then down, down south, you know, you've got you've got some of these long timbers and the huon pine down in Cozy. Absolutely. Oh, there's a guy. Inter- interestingly, there's yeah. a guy in um, down there. Um, they call they call themselves Hydra Wood, and they there's been some dams built down Tasmania, and they have a business. They have a uh, you know a, a model where they actually ha- like they go down and log the dams for um for um like a human pine which is like still you know trees that are still standing up in the bottom of dams and they bring them up and and dry them out and do that and they're perfectly preserved That's like
1: our heart pine they're probably really old trees too
0: yeah exactly yeah that's
1: crazy you you mentioned metrics woodworking i assume is probably done in metric like when i build furniture i use a metric tape measure as much as our system, I understand it. I'd rather work in millimeters and centimeters than fractions. Is that what you guys do? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Everything, everything, everything's um metric here. Like, yeah, we don't, you know, we don't really talk in inches at
1: all. <laughs> is that is most of the flooring milled? That like where we get our flooring from around the yeah. world is is what are the collective uh, floorings that you guys get? Yeah. There must be no, some. Absolute, absolute, what's a domestic? What's an exotic? Yeah.
0: Uh, as in species or sizes yeah like like now every, everything everything is metric right so you know all of our timbers here are all um there's two companies that do solid that are side by side with each other herfords and borrell um and they actually made an agreement a while ago that you know one of them would mill at 80 mil and one would mill at 85 mil so that they could just measure the surface and know who's, whose product it was um and same with the wider stuff they had you know they got 130 and 135 between the two different companies um all the oaks, uh, you know, all the engineered oaks are all, you know, one eighty, you know, two twenty. They're all they're all in millimeters. Everything's in millimeters. Here. There's there's nothing that we see in in imperial at all. I'd ply I'd, I'd, I'd plywood sheets come in, you know, twenty two forty and you know by twelve twenty. Okay. Which is the six six foot by four foot. Six foot by four. Foot. All right. No, eight foot by four foot.
1: Yeah. So here we have we have our domestics, you know, oak, maple, birch. There's domestic exotics, American cherry and American walnut. But we're having a hard time getting things like Brazilian cherry, tigerwood, ipé. Are are those even considered exotics for you? Are those something you you can no, still? We at? don't
0: see. We don't we don't see any of those things. You know, like little little you know back in back in the day. When I say back in the day, back you know when I was still in the carpet shop days. You know, I used to see a some engineered flaws come through as, you know, Brazilian cherry or Jatoba. They change the name from Brazilian cherry to Jatoba because of the whole rainforest thing.
1: Yeah, we get those. We find that there are companies around here that this. if a wood is red and ex- exotic, they call it cherry. If it's brown, they call it walnut If it's between there, they call it chestnut and then they throw some other name in front of it. But it's really Jatoba or Jara or Ipe or, or Kumaru or Southern Chestnut. Um and yet those have dried up a lot. We haven't been able it's not cost effective to bring them in. We had Brazilian cherry at around three dollars and ninety-nine cents all day long. It jumped up to eight dollars. Now we can't we can't even get it for feature stripping. Yeah, right. Never mind, we can't even get our own oak right now.
0: Yeah, right. yeah, we're not you know, we we're getting similar problems with the eucalypts, but it's mostly to do with we've had a lot of bushfires here. Um you know, so we lost a lot of a lot of forests through those. You know, I'm sure that you saw them all on the news that we had. You know, shaded there for a little while.
1: It looks like you you've got several awards from what I've seen online. But you recently got was it best uh, best stairs with the uh, wood floor business design awards?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got best stairs, and I'm I've got to tell you the, the they're some of my favorite awards. Is getting um, getting a nod from wood floor business? Yeah, um, because. Um, it's judged, you know, like there are people who look at it who know who judge it. Um, you know, I also absolutely love getting you know the ATFA awards. Um, but the one little gripe I have about that is that it's just voted on by members. So if you've got enough friends, um, you know, you can you can influence a vote or you know, and it and it's also done by the pictures, so it's a hundred percent done by the pictures, where I know that. With the wood floor business ones, you know, we have to put in a an explanation of how we did it, and I'm and I'm I, I imagine that there's somebody who reads that and actually sort of digests what you've done. Um, so when we get the nod from wood floor business, like I'm super proud, super pumped about that. Um, we've got best stairs twice, so and we've actually got uh, honourable mention with stairs once with wood floor business. So that's pretty huge. <laughs> And also annoying that you know we're constantly getting stairs showing at, at us that are so challenging that um, that end up like that. Um, but yeah, these ones, um, you know, I was, I had the sales girl at Tongue Group, you know, go, you know, ring me up and say, I've got these stairs that are just so you, and um, you know, I've rolled my eyes because this girl <laughs> always gives me jobs that are uh impossible to do um i won't say impossible for other people to do they're just impossible to do right um and she never gives me any of the cream jobs that we make money where you know, there's another sales guy there who gives me all of his books so i get the good jobs and the tough jobs where she only she only gives me the tough ones
1: i'm looking at your stuff it's 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 super mm-hmm. out of the box high end did, did the designers yeah. come up with this or do you jump in and go i have an idea did they give you a camera no to
0: actually with? the designers have the designers generally have no clue Right. The designers have a concept, but, you know, we've had designers give us designs and it's just not, it's actually not doable. Um, you know, it's, it is it is an impossible thing to do, um, but generally they have concepts. So um, these stairs, there was no concept. They did have the substructure and they had the concrete going up in the ribbon shape. Right. And then I had these other stairs with, uh, you know, that were flared out.
1: Um, here, typically you can't find a professional stair guy and, and flooring installers will do them, but they typically, they're not fast enough at them and as good at them or as creative at them. So you'd have to go out and find a really good stair guy. Are, are you still an anomaly or, or are there other professional stair people?
0: No, over here, like we, we, the floor, the floor guys, you know, like we lay the floor and we clad the stairs. Okay. So um, if, if it's a new build, there is stair companies that will build solid stairs um, and they'll generally try to match the timber to the, you know, what's going to be on the floor. But um, with so many renovations and, and, you know, like a lot of apartments and things like that, you know, the stairs are generally concrete or, you know, like not of, not even a sandable type timber, you know, they're made out of, you know, MDF or or some sort of, um, you know, plywood or whatever. So they have to be clad um and that's what i guess we came up with early on in the piece like early 2000 2005 2006 i found some pictures of uh you know let's put our fingers in our ears for a sec but like when we were doing lots of bamboo um and we would manufacture our own bamboo stair nosings um by like layering them together and then re-machining them into a bull nose um and uh that's I guess where it started. And um, you know, like I said, we've we've always tried to make it look like real, you know, like we've always tried to to, you know, whatever the product is is to try to make it look like the whole house has been built, you know, all the whole the flooring, the stairs included, have been built from it. So um, you know, we oh getting back to this one, so yeah, Ron, Ron, you know, had his own has his own company, which is uh brick brick laying but i'm not talking a small sort of setup i mean he has like 20 crews out there laying you know commercial commercial sort of jobs so you know he um he built his own house lots of brick brick in it um he's got like a uh a wine cellar that's got like a vaulted brick ceiling it's amazing the place is amazing but um i went and met with him um and you know he only you know he had a color chosen which was that black um, rather it's called and the only other element that he wanted to incorporate in the floor was brass and you know he showed me his stairs he's like you know what's your solution for these and um, <clears throat> we had come up with this step and we and we name our stairs so all of our stairs um, have got names so the stairs that we did there are called the Lapregue step and it's called the Lapregue step because the first time I came up with that design, idea for that step was on a magnificent house and it was on the street at ascot so we named it after the street um so we kind of do things like that um we've just done some new ones which are on kent street and fortitude valley and it's we call those stairs and the handrail you know the kent so um anyway uh, they're going to be in the next wood flooring business um, <laughs> design <laughs> awards those ones they're uh, they're they're pretty special. Well, look at those. Um,
1: during the week uh, yeah. during your work day, are you mostly designing, engineering and building or do you still have to run machines and and do the other the, the sanding or the coating or the finishing and staining? Uh,
0: well, we don't really do a lot of that because we we try to live, you know, like in pre-finished land. Oh, yeah, um, okay. yeah, yeah. But we do we still do some sanding and coating, not a lot. Uh we work with a, you know, a couple of guys who who uh, are you know, a lot better at that than I am. You know, we do have all the gear and I do, I do want to know how to do it, but every time I sand a job, I go, screw this. Like, this isn't for me. Like, I'm an installer. Like, I don't, you know, I get a good result, but the effort that I put in um, for the return, it's just not worth it, you know? Was the Tongue Um, and
1: Groove showroom, that was pre-finished?
0: It's all pre finished. The whole thing's
1: pre finished. Well, I gotta go back and look at that. It's amazing. It, I was amazed how good it looked, but then I'm thinking, how did they do this without creating a disaster? That, that would explain a lot of it. It's really sharp looking stuff.
0: Wow. Yeah. You do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: not in house, do you on site or off site? Or how do you guys do that?
0: A little bit of both. Oh. We've actually got a um, you know, we've got I, I love saying this, we've got a shed <laughs> out, our way. Um, and it's about you know, under under roof, including you know the car park is like about six hundred square meters, so it's huge, it's like six thousand square feet of under roof area. Wow. Um you know, we've got like a dedicated work area that has got um, a beautiful eucalypt tongue and groove floor in, in it. So where we work is 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 a is a solid nineteen mil, whatever that is, three-quarter inch solid floor. Um and you know we've got you know all of our tools set up there and, um yeah we do our stuff there um but a lot of us you know obviously um uh, ev- mo- most of the things we can do on site um so sometimes we're doing things on site um you know obviously prior to the this is our second shed but prior to our sheds um you call them shops um shed somewhere where you you know store your mother and chooks our right. uh, uh, chickens um yeah, that's another word that me and Kim have a laugh about is chooks. You know, if, you, if you're hungry and you want to go go down to the shops for lunch, you can pick yourself up a hot chook. Um, a hot chook. And uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, um, yeah. So our shed, which is the shop um, in American, um, you know, we, we we've got a you know fun setup there, and we're sort of also making it so that we can actually do a bit of teaching there as well, which is something that's going to be happening at Long Page. Um, but yeah, so Ron, Ron, going back to Ron, yeah, he just, he had black and brass and we came up with the laprake, you know, I suggested the laprake step, I, I went down and I took him, took him, you know, whenever we make stairs, we make a few extras just in case we screw up in cutting, um, or if there's damage, we've always got a spare step and we keep them. So, and then we can, you know, obviously take them down and show other people, samples. So we, we went down with some leprey steps and we put them on top of these stairs, showed him, he was like, yeah, that's good. Um came up with an idea for the for the straight stairs with the brass running over the, the edge of the side with the waterfall and then you know, the bottom four or five that were splayed. So we had to come up with how we could do like, you know, the three. So we do a waterfall and it's like basically three mitres that, uh, that um, what's the word? They converge onto each other. Um, but because these were splayed, they weren't like a 90 degree mitre so um you know we had to come up with that and um yeah there was a little design detail there that I missed that my girlfriend picked up that you know when we when we brought the step in and it was splayed back and we waterfalled it over and we were using the maximum width of the board the whole 220 of the board to to cover the step She, you know we started doing it she goes you do realize that the side of the step where it splays back because it's on an angle it's more than 220 so we had to widen a board which is uh, a, a technique that i've come up with which is you know obviously you get twice the length that you need you know you cut it perfectly with a nice sharp saw and then you bring it around and book match that in with like a biscuit joint and then you've actually you know match the grain up and um and you've got a wider board um we've done that a few times with stairs it's actually the little details like that that you don't see that you know make what we do, magic, I guess. Because um, i was saying that I had a long time ago. Is you don't see good work. So if you do good work, you actually don't see. You just walk past it. It's just perfect. Um, Everybody sees night. the bad stuff, though, right? The bad stuff sticks out like <laughs> gold balls, as they say over here. Yep.
1: So yeah. I saw online that you, you um, you'd been doing some work or schooling or training or something in Poland.
0: Yeah, so um, we went and did work Camp parquet A with Rene, okay. um, something that everyone really should try to check out and be part of. Um, it was really interesting because there's the Russians there that, you know, there's Russian kids that make us look stupid as far as like what, what they do with timber right. or wood. Um, there was kids, there was literally kids at this thing. They were in their 20s and they were like working on the routers and And the scroll saws and that, and they were just, you know, they've been been doing it since they were like little little kids. And um, anyway, cut a long story short, the Russians threw me off the saw because I was too rough. So (laughs) I wasn't allowed to. I wasn't allowed to cut anything. Um, So uh, my girlfriend, though, she was there as well. They they had her cutting all day long. Right. Um, But uh, you know, in my defence, I will say that you know, whenever I you know set up a jig or build something, you know, where it's repetitive cutting. I make it bulletproof. So like, you know, because I've got a whole bunch of kids and, you know, I'll make it bulletproof and then I'll put kids on it so they can't stuff it up. They can just cut all day long. Right. Um, and they can just bang the next board in and cut and bang the next board in and cut, um, which is what I was doing with their jigs. And they were like throwing their hands up and grabbing the head and going, no, 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 and checking it. And it was all off because, you know, I was just banging a board in and cutting. And they needed the the finesse of a female touch when it came to cutting. Um, so. The Russians had a hard uh, time with that. <laughs> the Russians had a hard time with that. So I love them. Um, they're great guys. Wait, now, you're um, involved with the International
1: Wood Flooring uh, Association, right? Was that part of that? No, the International? No, uh,
0: well, well, I think we're trying to link it all up. Oh, okay. um, yeah, 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 and get everyone, get it, you know, get like, you know, it's, it, it, this is the only industry that I know of. Apart from, look, tiles are up there as well, ceramic tiles, that you can do this. You can go around the world and you can, you, you know, like I don't see electricians, you know, flying around going, have a look at my wiring. You know, no. they do some, you know, they're, they're, you know, you do see some images or some pictures of like, you know, their fuse boxes all wired up, all pretty with all, all wires lined up and the zip ties and all that, but that's it, that's you sad. know. Like, um, What we do is an art and um, I think we're really... You know, I fell into this. I wasn't. I never. This was never my dream job, ever. And um, you know, I just, I just fell into this. And um, we won all of these awards, and we sort of like are regarded quite highly around the world. I know that I could just about travel to any part of the world and and have a paid job and somewhere to sleep um, without a problem. And I love that you know and that is what we do that is wood flooring. um i can't think of another another industry like it you know and, well you think on another and, level you know, too
1: you know like when you look at people like howard brickman or who i try to follow yeah. in the footsteps of and, and we're looking at let's say the performance of a floor trying to figure out um technically what may or may not go wrong and sometimes I like to call out people that cannot possibly figure out what's wrong with their floor and say, please at least let me take a shot at this. And I like to get into the scientific details of it. And, that, and what I'm getting at is, I, you used a term somewhere, and it said that you're interested in working with the Fibonacci sequence, If then oh, yeah. I might say it different, I'll tell you why. I'm a roulette player and a woodworker and I know what that is what are you going to do with with what you're creating and that sequence i have I haven't heard of it used in woodworking terms before and you you tell me what you're doing what do you want to
0: uh, I, I actually can't um because we're oh. going to do something and it will be you know it it it's it's uh, it's gonna be pretty special I think you know other people might think so but um yeah no we're gonna we're gonna do something with it, so um I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. No, you, you go don't have to. Any, any I'll throw out <laughs> what it is real
1: quick. In, in in just mathematical terms, it's basically if you have a sequence of numbers, if it goes two, three, you add them the next is five, and five and three is eight, yeah. and eight and five, and so there's actually gamblers have tried to use this in different events to you know recalculate. So when I saw it on there, I'm like, this guy's really, really going deep on this one. So good for you. We'll, we won't go there. But I like the way you think. You, flooring and woodworking and craftsmanship, anything, even like you said, metalworking, can be taken to a, a, a pretty high level when you put your mind to it. And I think that's why you're coming up with things that I've never seen in flooring before. They're, they're, they're really masterful.
2: Hey, Wood Floor Pros, this is Kim Walgren, the editor of Wood Floor Business. Did you know that a subscription to Wood Floor Business Magazine is free to anyone in the wood flooring industry? All you have to do is go to woodfloorbusiness.com. Click subscribe and fill out the quick form. You can sign up for the e-news at the same time to make sure all the latest wood flooring news and the coolest recent projects arrive in your inbox twice a week. That's it for now. Let's get back to our conversation with Australian wood flooring pro Greg Siglarski.
1: Are you going to tell me everything in Australia that really wants to kill you? (laughs) She was teasing me with that. That's an expression?
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. I
1: don't (laughs) want to know what that is.
0: So, does everything in Australia want to kill you? This is something that me and Kim always, like, giggle about. There's, uh, And, look, just only yesterday I was telling her that, you know, I was watching the news in in central Queensland, which is, you know, not far away from us. Um, They had to close a beach because there was a 13-foot crocodile swimming in the waves at a swimming beach. And um, (laughs) you can imagine Kim's reaction. It was pretty funny. (laughs) But, um, yeah, look, you know, we've got, obviously, spiders and snakes and, sharks and crocodiles and we love to joke about it no it's not really like my girlfriend always wants to kill me because you know um you know we've got a state-of-the-art shed and we've got every tool you can imagine and every time i find a tool i go look you know he's like i don't want this babe but have a look at this and she looks at it and she comes up with her own ideas that you know what we can use this particular tool for and she wants to wring my neck. She wants to kill me, basically. Oh, she wants to. <laughs> she does. She wants to kill me. Um, we do. We do have everything, and like we 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 don't not spend money on scrub flooring um, to do what we do. Right. Um, but we still live in a rental house, so <laughs> you know we've got this beautiful shed, and it's huge, and it's got. Every tool you can imagine, we have something like nine or ten tool table saws now. You know, we talk about the Ryobi, we don't own any Ryobi. I think I got a Ryobi belt sander there somewhere, Um, but yeah, we have like ten tool table saws that can all go on site. Cabinet saws, um, band saw, you name it, it's there. And we just bought new dusting. Like you know, we we had everything, and you know, the thing that we were spending a lot of time doing was vacuuming, so we just. Spent nearly $7,000 on a three-phase dust extractor, um, which I'm still in the process of hooking up. But um, yeah, she does. She wants to murder me because, you know, (laughs) I don't tell her that we have to have something. I just show her and yeah, that's it. Maybe you'll be living in that shed soon. Yeah, I will be living in that shed. I've set up a little shower there. So if I ever had to, I've got like a fold-out couch and, and, and a shower anyway our fibonacci floor we do have a little we do I, I will i will admit that we do have a little one bedroom apartment in the basically next to the city in a place called the valley which is where all that work is that's where all the, those beautiful houses are and that's where the Group showroom is and we, we we were fortunate enough to buy an apartment there which we don't actually spend much time in there at all but we will be putting in this our fibonacci floor into there and um, you know as as a lot of mechanics, cars are just POSs. Um, our, you know, all of our, you know, we come last. You know, our clients come first and like our own flooring needs do come last, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, it's been, you know, it's, our floor's been sitting there on pallets in the shed for, well, since the last shed. So, you know, a couple of years now, um, ready to make. Um, but, yeah, things that can kill you. so. You know, the funny, the thing that I'm going to be, I'm going to write a little article for wood floor Business, but we have a bird that has killed people. Um, which it's called a cassowary and it's in North. Everything that wants to kill you in Australia is generally also in North Queensland, central to North Queensland, um, which is the state that I live in. Um, luckily, I'm down south. So all that we have is some, you know, we have some sharks and some snakes and some spiders and that's about it. You know, just you know pets really um but up there you know you can you know we've done some floors up up north and there was once that I didn't want to actually get out of the car to take a leap um because there was signs saying cassowaries and the cassowaries are basically a prehistoric bird that has like talons that are like four inches long that are razor sharp and their elbows bend forwards so if you sort of go anywhere near where they're younger They'll attack and they jump at you, and their elbows bend forward and they disembowel you. So, um, <clears throat> I think I was talking about you know a bird that kills, and I think Johnny Rocco said, um, "Oh, you've got a bird that kills. That's really scary." But yeah, these things are six foot high and they've got like a bone on their head, and um, they do. They you know if you were shorter, that 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 talon would get you across the across the throat. Is and, everything yeah, there you prehistoric?
1: Really- <laughs> you got giant rats called kangaroos that'll punch you. You got a bird that'll punch you. You got your wife's gonna punch you. About-
0: yeah. <laughs> is there anything yeah, to yeah. um, take you out? But the, the fantastic thing is we've got this tree called a bunya pine. Okay. And I'm gonna write this article. It's it's and there's also trees over here called Widow Makers as well. So the Eucalypts um, <clears throat> yeah so the Eucalypts because they're sort of um such hard timber trees, like in some winds or some things, they can like the branches can get, you know, uh twisted up and, you know, the tree can grow in a funny sort of way. And, you know, these trees are heavy, you know, that's, you know, nearly two tons per cubic meter of of wood there. And they can just snap and fall onto a car and, you know, kill people like quite easily in like a little bit of wind. Um with no you know, with no warning. Um, but the Bunya pine every two years, the mature Bunya pines, now these are trees that grow like forty meters tall, and they have these pine nuts that are bigger than your head mm-hmm. um and they'll just drop silently like you know during harvest time, which is only every two years, so these trees are also prehistoric and and there's only a couple of little pockets where they still really exist in in queensland um but the park that they're in when it's when it's bunya bunya pine nut time you know when they when it's time for them to drop they actually close the park because if a if one of those nuts which is 40 pounds drops from that height silently and lands on you you are gone so we have a killer tree the, it's
1: like everything you have there is killer the, do uh, yeah. a lot of people ask me today to give you a technical question? If you if you are edging a floor in Australia and you turned your edger upside down to change the paper, does the paper still spin clockwise or down there? Does uh, it does. It the, the, go, the other way goes the other way. See, it's a fact. Yeah. I knew yeah. it. Yeah. You yeah. just cleared it up for us. <laughs> I know people ask me the dumbest thing. Yeah, the paper. It's like the toilet. It goes the other way. Yep,
0: you have, you have to work the right, right yeah, the we're left. In the southern hemisphere of course. Like, how else are we supposed to stand these floors? Yeah, like,
1: pay attention, people. Um, 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 if yeah. if you weren't if you weren't doing all this because you kind of fell right into it, what do you think you'd have been doing other than being in the wood flooring industry?
0: I don't know. Like, um, I do have like that little bit of artistic flair, and I do love photography, so maybe it could be that. Um, you know, so you know, obviously our floors do have that. Do. All, all do have that artistic player so maybe maybe that that would that would be that'd be something that would be really really cool job because I love technical as well so you know obviously photography is a bit technical and a bit artistic um but it's been awesome to actually have fallen into this this industry um where you can be you can be technical and you can be artistic you could either be one or the other and i think if you know you had you know, you had a strength which was either being quite a technical person or quite an artistic person. Lenny Hall is probably the most technical person that I know. You know, unfortunately, he's not artistic at all. But like he's certainly, he's certainly technical. <laughs> I love giving Lenny he's taking a Lenny whack kick. at it. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I always with him about taste. But yeah, he's like a genius. Um, See, that, and, who's uh, your
1: favorite people? Is that one of your favorite people in the industry? You must have somebody. Everybody's got their their wood floor pro that they tend to uh, take a shining. Well, to. There's,
0: obviously there's Howard, um, yeah. and then there's Lenny. Um, you know, uh, there's a guy in there's a guy in the UK called Corey who he he's got a business called AH Peck and I'm calling him out now. Um, he is a genius. He's humble um he's a party animal like me um he's he's like uh i i, I love him he's like my brother um and he just never posts anything I and mean, then when he does it just like your jaw just hits the table and you go Corey, like you never even posted pictures of doing this or like you know it's like he goes that's he goes that's me i just don't i don't he's not a glory boy he doesn't have to look for it and and I do. I chase. I chase the pat on the back. wait right like. after it. Absolutely. Yeah, I do. I do. That's my business model: is to try to win as many awards as we can, um, and to try to have as many people sort of go, "Wow," you know, as possible. And and um, you know, we've got we've got plans, if, you know, with with our business because of that. Um, but you know, Corey's the other way around. He does work. He's in London, in in Putney. He's got his own shop there and does unbelievably well he's got like crews he's making a bomb as far as money goes he's he's doing the. you know we just did a we just did a job for a rapper called example who's quite a famous uk rapper sure. and uh and he's got like half a million insta followers and he's like you know last year he like lost a million dollars because of covid because he couldn't do it and uh i said to Corey, i said you know like Corey knows him knows of him and uh, I said, "Yeah, I was just with example yesterday. And then goes, "Oh wow, that's pretty cool. I was with Peter Gabriel all last week." And I'm like, "Oh, oh. you know," which is, <laughs> um, yeah, for people who don't know, Peter Gabriel's like um, out of the band Genesis. Oh, um, yeah, with Phil Collins. Yeah. So um, that, that album, that, that song, Sledgehammer, that was Peter Gabriel. So um, it's still know, big and here. A,
1: They're still big yeah, here. Yeah,
0: and he's yeah, no, and he's like, you know, he goes, "I've just spent a couple of weeks or a week, you know." with this guy in his house doing his floor. So um, Corey does the same, if not similar to what we do, but just underground. So he's like a favorite. Like, you'll like, yeah, keep your eye up. pack. Look, look for him, jump on Insta and pull him out. See Plug out See there. what he's up to. I, I love it.
1: <laughs> yeah. see, hey, Corey. You'll be the first guy that you, you, you bring that rocks. It's funny you said that. I was going to say, no, nah, I think that you, you'd be like, the the rock star drummer that can still sing you could still bring that you might be our first wood wood floor rock star um you, you got <laughs> no. how about favorite species of wood
0: ah uh, look we yeah we're, we're, we're working with the oaks the yeah you know i think i think it's oak i think oak's the smartest timber for a floor sure. i i love my queensland spotted gum the floor that we've got in our shed is there's a lot of queensland spotted gum in there and it's just this rich, motley, coloured, like okay, a cut and loop here. Um, it's, it's, it's indestructible, um, but it's temperamental. Um, you know, it'll groan and carry on with the weather. Um, and you have to know what you're doing when it comes to installing it. But, you know, we, the floor that we've got in our, in our shed, it's, it's at this stage uncoated. So it's just been laid raw and it's flat as a tack. Um, and we drag steel machines across the floor and it literally does no damage to the floor. You can't see where we've, we've, we've dragged stuff across it. And, um, and I love that. Sure. Um, but as far as a floor, like in general, I don't think you can beat an oak floor, which, you know, it's, it's the right, you know, density and hardness and, and, and sti- you know, st- stability. You know, has the right stability to to be a good floor, um, yep. and you can also do so much to it as far as the colours and 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 treatments and and all that. So, if there was one one species, it'd be spotted. It'd be sorry, oak. Um But yeah, spotted gum. Spotted gum was my favourite as well. Well, so you do things a sort little of-
1: differently because you have your 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 shed and you've got your tools in the way that you work. That's a little didd- different setup of tools. What's your favorite tool that you've got? It's probably different than the average flooring pro.
0: Yeah. Okay. So there's a tool that we have called the. It's a Festool CMS 55. Um, it's never been available in the states, unfortunately. Um, and now FezTool have deleted it. Probably a couple of years ago, they deleted it. Okay. Um, but it's basically a table saw. Um, you know, you know your 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 TS 55 rail saw.
1: Yeah, rail saw.
0: Yep, yep, yep. So it's it's a table saw with that exact rail saw mounted underneath upside down. So as far as laying a floor goes, and it's got a, a sliding fence mechanism on the side, so we have this table saw that you can do your cross cuts with it, you can do your rips with it, and then if you screw up a board or someone, you know, the electrician comes in and drops a pair of flies on your phone and you have to take the board out, you can just flip your saw upside down, take your TS55 out, Cut the board out put it all back together cut the new board put it in the floor and it's 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 this tiny little store that does everything um and uh unfortunately due to i don't know what safety or you know just a change in the european regulations they had to stop making it sure. um and when they did we just went around and started buying them all up so you know secondhand ones and, you know, ones that were sitting collecting dust in the shops. So we've got basically a lifetime supply of this saw. Um, But, yeah, that's that's probably my favorite tool.
1: Well, we weren't sure if we'd be able to knock out 10 minutes, 20. I told you, if we just turn things on and start chatting, we, we just killed an hour. So I know you got to go yeah. to work. So I, yeah. I will let you roll. Listen, man, uh, everybody was really excited to send you my way and for us to get a chance to at least talk. I haven't – I don't think I've – uh, spoken with anybody from the other side of the planet everybody here is within an hour of me i um, starting to meet more people and, and learn a lot more about flooring around the world and man you bring it I, I love the articles that you wrote I like the work that I've seen online and I, I listen I gotta really thank you for spending some time here with me today it's been really cool
0: Nice. Thanks for that. Oh, uh,
1: you got it, man. I appreciate it. I, I will let you roll, and hopefully we will we'll talk again soon. Cool. Good talking to you, Steve. Hey, great talking to you, man. I really appreciate you hanging out with me. Thanks, Greg. No worries. Stay uh, Take care, man.
2: Thanks for joining us for this episode of the All Things Woodfloor podcast. If you would like to see photos of some of Greg's work in Queensland, Australia, just go to woodfloorbusiness.com and enter Greg Siglarski. that's C-E-G, LARSKI in the search box at the top of the homepage and if you liked this episode don't forget to subscribe to All Things Wood Floor to make sure you don't miss a single episode.